what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Here David is. God has chosen him to be the future king of Israel, and yet he has now put himself in a position to destroy the very thing that God's going to put him over one day. Welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning. Turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. I like hearing the rustling of the pages. That means you brought your Bible. 1 Samuel 30, verse 1, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. I want to continue with the message we started last week. Ziklag, caught in the middle Let's go to the Lord and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I thank You for this privilege of being able to stand before these people. And Lord, there are needs, and I have no way of knowing what those needs are, but Lord, You do. And Lord, I'm asking today that You will steer this message in their direction. May something be said or done here today. Lord, that a need will be met, that a question will be answered. Anoint me today, Lord, to bring forth this word to these people. Anoint your people to hear it and receive it, that we all might be drawn closer to you. And we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This of which I've just read to you is the breaking point of David's 16-month backslidden time period. It was the lowest point in David's life up to this particular time. As Saul was out to kill him, came out after him on two different occasions with 3,000 chosen men of Israel, 
And on both of those occasions, Saul had every intentions of killing David. But the Lord took that situation and he turned it around in David's favor. And before I go any further with that, let me say this. It makes no difference what situation you may find yourself in. And the situation may be very detrimental. It does not look good. It's not going to work in your favor. But when you've got God on your side, He can take any situation and turn it around and work it out in your favor. Here is Saul with 3,000 chosen men of war out to kill David, come out after him twice, and God turned that thing around to where David had Saul in his sights, so to speak, delivered Saul into his hands. David very easily could have killed Saul on two occasions, but he didn't do it. He said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. And instead of killing Saul, he would take evidence from Saul. And then at a given point in time, a little later, call out to Saul and say, Hey, I could have killed you. God delivered you into my hands. But I didn't kill you, and here's the evidence. Cut off a piece of his skirt on one occasion, took his spear and his water bottle on another occasion. And each one of those times, God was dealing with Saul, dealing with his heart, trying to bring him to his senses. And Saul would repent, but it was a repentance that didn't last very long. And David knew this. He had seen Saul do this before. And in the 27th chapter of 1 Samuel, David said in his heart, I'm going to perish one day by the hand of Saul. That was a lie. Saul couldn't have bit more killed David then I'm going to the moon. Because God had sent the great prophet Samuel to David when he was a little boy, took his horn of oil and poured it over David's head and said, you're going to be the future king of Israel. But David didn't take that throne immediately. David went back out tending to the sheep. And while tending the sheep, a lion and a bear came out and tried to take the sheep. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon David and he killed both of them. Later on, a giant would come out to the armies of Israel, send out a man who will fight me. And David was the only one who would stand up to the giant. One stone hit the spot. And now there's one less giant to fight. David would become Saul's servant for a period of time and move on up 
in the ranks and be one of the leading officers in his army. Saul would lose his mind as demon spirits possessed him. The Bible says that the Spirit of God departed from Saul because Saul wouldn't do right. And demon spirits come upon him and David would go into his presence and play with his harp and the demon spirits would be driven away. And on one occasion Saul took a spear and threw it at David trying to kill him. And then for the next 12 to 15 years David would be hunted like a wild animal. God had a purpose. God had a calling on David's life. And there's not a person under the sound of my voice today that God does not have a calling upon your life. Let me tell you something, young lady. God didn't make no junk. Young man, they may call you names at school, but God didn't make no junk. He has a purpose for you. He has a calling upon your life. Now, not everybody's called to stand up before the people and preach as I do. Not everybody is called to sit down at a piano and play. But every single one of us are called of God to do something. And whatever that calling of God may be, we don't arrive at that calling quickly or easily. We have to go through some things. There's a learning process there that we all have to go through. And let me say this, to whom much is given, much is required. And David, to be the king over God's people, to be the one to whom God would choose His family through whom the Messiah would come. Much was required. And for 12 to 15 years, David was hunted like a wild animal. Living in the woods, living in caves peeping over his shoulders, wondering if Saul was on his back trying to kill him. And this right here was the breaking point. 3,000 chosen men of Israel coming out after David. And although God performed a miracle and delivered Saul into his hand, David snapped. He snapped under the pressure. He's, he's tired of living in the wilderness. He's tired of living in the caves. God, you've called me to be the king of Israel, but I'm seeing everything in the world but what you've called me to be and to do. And he gets discouraged. 
So before you beat up on David too much, place yourself in his shoes. I believe I can say there's not a person sitting in this building. There's not a one of you listening by radio this morning who hasn't got discouraged to the point to where you doubted the things of God. David, the future king of Israel, he's so close, but yet it seems so distant. He said, there's nothing better for me here but that I should go into the land of the Philistines. God sent the prophet Gad to David and told him to stay in Judah. Judah was the place of the sacrifice. The sacrifice points to Calvary and what Jesus would do for us at the cross. And David said, there's nothing better for me here, but I should go over into the land of the Philistines. Child of God, let me tell you something. There's nothing for you over there in the Philistines. There's nothing for you out there in the world but bondage. And David goes to King Achish and says, If you'll give me a place to stay, I'll serve you and I'll fight for you. Achish gives David a little place, a little village called Ziklag. It's just outside the city of Gath, right there on the border of Judah. It's right in the middle. And David finds himself caught in the middle because when he made that promise to the king Achish, I'll fight for you. He agreed, if called upon to do so, he would fight his own people. I want you to think of that. Here David is. God has chosen him to be the future king of Israel, and yet he has now put himself in a position to destroy the very thing that God's going to put him over one day. If you do not go God's way, if you allow these thoughts the discouragement, if you allow fear to overtake you, you could very well find yourself in a backslidden condition, fighting against the very thing that God wants to place you over one day. Now let me tell you what David did during this time. We read where he would go in, and make incursions against the Gezrites and the Jezurites and the Amorites. He would go in and attack these, these people, take all the animals, all of their possessions, kill every man, every woman, 
Come back and tell King Achish, I have gone out and fought against the Israelites, and here is the spoil. He lied. And this happened time after time during a period of 16 months. And the reason that he did it was so that King Achish would let him stay there in Ziklag. But if he was going to do this thing, he couldn't have any witnesses. He couldn't leave anybody alive who would come back and tell King Achish, David has come in and destroyed our Philistine village. So David killed every man, every woman. Let me tell you this. More than likely it went on down to teenagers. There could be no witnesses. He kills hundreds, maybe even thousands of innocent people. When you're in a backslidden condition... Caught in the middle. You are killing those around you, spiritually speaking. Why? As a child of God, you have the light of God inside of you. You have the gospel inside of you. You have salt inside of you the only thing that can save this world you have it in you Paul said we have this treasure in earthen vessels glory to God if if you have Jesus Christ today you don't have a problem you've got a solution but when you're in a backslidden condition you hide it, and it brings death to those around you. And David went out and killed these innocent people for 16 months. And it finally comes to a head. The Bible says that the Philistines gathered the battle in array against Israel. And Achish rides up to the princes of the Philistines. And here's David right beside him. What is he going to do? Will David fight against his own people? David there with 600 men. Behind him. And let me say this. When you're in a backslidden state. Whatever gifts. Talents. And abilities that God has given you. Can be turned around and used for the world's benefit. Instead of God's benefit. There are some of you in this place. And I know there are some of you listening by radio this morning. God has given you a talent and an ability for music. 
understand that music and that ability that God has given you is to be used for the upbuilding of His kingdom and not the world's kingdom. But when you're in a backslidden state, those gifts and talents are used for the enemy. And here David is. And the princes of the Philistines, they ask King Achish, What do these Hebrews hear? And King Achish says, This is David. And he's been doing me nothing but good ever since he fell unto me. And the Bible uses that terminology, fell unto me. And the princes of the Philistines said, Is not this David, whom it was said, Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousands? I don't know who that man was that uttered those words. But those words shook David to his very core. Because it shows us where David was at at one time. And where he's at now. The level that he has sunk to. And let me me just tell you this. Let me show you just how far down... David has sunk to, he had moved his way up in the ranks with King Achish that he was now the king's personal bodyguard. He is protecting and defending that which is wrong. It's funny how the backslider is quick to defend that which is wrong. David had worked his way up to be Achish's personal bodyguard. And he said, David is protecting my head. And they said, well, we don't know about all of that. If he goes into battle with us, he's liable to have our heads. We don't want this man fighting with us. Get rid of him. We don't want him here. So Achish tells David, these men ain't going to let you fight with us. You need to go away. But here's the question now that's been asked for years. Would David have fought against his own people well I guess we'll never know because God stepped in glory to God I wonder how many times God has stepped in on our behalf We didn't see him working, but behind the scenes he was working and he done things. And we don't even know about it. 
So David and his men, they come back to Ziklag. And what they see is absolutely horrible. They come into a city now that looks like a moonscape. The whole place has been burned to the ground. Their wives and their children have been taken captive. Something that is worse than death itself. To be sold into slavery. And now David finds himself caught in the middle. And I'm going to close by asking this question today. What do you do when everything you've worked for is ashes? And everyone you love is gone. And the people that are closest to you are wanting to kill you. What do you do? Come on back next week and I'll tell you the story. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.